good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily COVID numbers. There were 262 more COVID-19 fatalities and 14,956 new cases recorded during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry reported on Thursday morning. There were 14,600 cases in the general population and 356 among prison inmates. They included two overseas visitors to Phuket under the Sandbox Tourism Program, one from Israel and one from the UK. On Wednesday, 17,936 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospitals after recovering from the coronavirus. Since April 1, around when the third wave of the COVID-19 began, Thailand has treated 1.2 million COVID-19 patients, 1.031 million of whom have recovered to date. So as you can see, the numbers are getting a little bit better, but there also is a lag in the testing. Now it's down to about 47,000 tests average in the last seven days, which is down from about 52 to 53,000. So less testing along with the dropping of case numbers. So I'll leave that to you to figure out or to come to the conclusion that you would like to come to and all of that. And we'll start off with our first story of the day. Patia shifting towards quarantine-free travel. Patia is pivoting towards quarantine fee travel under sealed routes as it hopes to increase its appeal despite pricey COVID-19 testing. The acting president of the Chanbury Tourism Council said potential markets for Patia consist of tourists from Russia, India and foreigners who have families, condos or factories in industrial states in the province. After discussion with Russia-based tour operator Pegas Touristic, the council determined fees for three RT-PCR tests at 8,500 baht and COVID insurance spanning 3 to 5,000 baht represent a huge drawback for the country's reopening. Mr. Tanet said 12-day tourism packages for two people normally cost about 30,000 Thai baht. The additional COVID fees directly affect tour package prices. Tourism operators propose using antigen test kits, which are cheaper and provide a faster result for the first two tests than a RT-PCR test for the last check before tourists travel to other destinations. Operators also urge the government to reduce landing fees or jet fuel prices for chartered flights because this could help tour vendors set an affordable price to attract more tourists. We have to balance public health safety measures and tourism marketing to allow the reopening plans to gain more competitive, Mr. Tanet said. He said many requirements have made Thailand an expensive destination compared with competitors for the Russian markets such as Venezuela, Turkey and Egypt. The standard operating procedures for Patia were approved by the Provincial Communicable Disease Committee on Monday. They allow tourists to travel under the sealed route as soon as they receive a negative test result upon arrival. However, travellers must stay at a single alternative quarantine or SHA plus extra hotel, which have partner hospitals before moving to another SHA plus hotel from day 8. Patia SOPs are scheduled for submission to the CCSA next week. Mr. Tanet said operators anticipate restoring international receipts to 20-30% from the 9.4 million arrivals tallied in 2019 in their best case scenario. The government must prioritise vaccination in districts scheduled to reopen next month, as the current vaccination rate is only 36-37% of residents in Ban Lamung and Satip districts, he said. Now that leads us into our next story. The tourism minister defends the prime minister's reopening plan. 
The tourism minister has defended the country's reopening plan as promised by the Prime Minister, stating that five more provinces, including Bangkok, should be ready for visitors from October, followed by another 21 provinces nationwide. During the no-confidence debate on Wednesday, Pitapad Raktaprakan, the tourism and sports minister, said after Prime Minister Prayachanacha vowed to reopen the country by mid-October, the Ministry and the Tourism Authority of Thailand were assigned to work closely with provincial governors and local communicable disease committees. However, he said only some provinces or districts are possible to reopen this year under a three-step plan. The first step started with three projects in four provinces, the Phuket Sandbox and Samui Plus schemes in July 1 and July 15 respectively, followed by two provinces, Panya and Krabi, under the 7 plus 7 extension plan in mid-August. The second step, slated for October 1, consists of Bangkok, Chonburi, Pattaya, Pechaburi, Prachapkiri Khan and Chiang Mai, while the third step, set for October 15th, compromises of 21 provinces across the country. In the north, six provinces have been selected, Mehong San, Lampun, Pra, Nan, Chiang Rai and Sukhothai. Four were chosen in the northeast, Udon Thani, Nong Khai, Buang Khan and Uban Ratchachani. The south had five provinces selected, Renong, Trang, Satun, Songkla and Naritoat while the eastern province region chose Rayong, Chanchap, Chaburi and Trat. Arutia is planned for the central region, while Kanchanaburi and Ratchaburi are priorities in the western region. From January 1, 2022, the government also plans to initiate travel bubbles between border provinces and four neighbouring countries, Surin, Sakao and Trat with Cambodia, Chiang Rai and Renang with Myanmar, Nakhon Phanom, Nong Khai and Muktahan with Lao, and Yala, Narituat, Songkla and Satun with Malaysia. The government is insisting on its plan to reopen these areas. In practical terms, these areas should have a 70% vaccination rate and receive mutual approval from local administrations and local health authorities before reopening, he said. Mr. Pia Pat said the ministry is confident about the pandemic situation improving from October as the public health ministry clarified that the country should have an additional 13 million vaccine doses this month followed by 24 million in October and 23 million doses each in November and December. Now, looking at the statements from the minister, along with the plan for Patia and Hua Hin, it looks like these sandboxes and all these different kind of sealed routes are going to be what the prime minister meant by fully reopened. I'm not quite sure how it'll work for Bangkok and places like this, but it must be a sealed route or something like this. This is very, very concerning and very, very disheartening for the hospitality industry in general. It is going to mean the loss of this coming high season for people and probably the end of their businesses. A lot of hotels, a lot of restaurant bars are holding out in the hope that this high season will have significantly more people, but it really doesn't look like that at all. Now, the other problem is, of course, is that in areas such as Kaolak and Phuket, they're bringing in their own entry requirements for domestic travelers. So, for example, if you're in Phuket and, you know, you're in Bangkok and you want to travel to Phuket to go on a holiday for a few days, you've now got to go get a rapid action test. You've got to be vaccinated. You've got to have paid accommodation before you go. And if you stay longer than five days, you have to go and get an RT-PCR test. Kaolak, they have the same entry requirements as well. Actually, they have different entry requirements. They have two sets. They have one set for residents and one set for travelers. The set for travelers includes having a confirmed prepaid hotel booking, vaccinated fully, and you must have a COVID test before you even arrive in the province. For residents of, of the province itself, you just need to have either 
the vaccine certificate or a COVID-free test. They're the only ones you need to re-enter into the province. There is a knock air infographic, which I will put on the screen during this. And you can see all the different provinces, what they have in relation to entry requirements. You've got to have this vaccine. What this info doesn't say is, is that you also need to be have, you know, PCR test or rapid antigen test. And it just looks so ridiculous. You've, I think, how many provinces in Thailand? About 77 provinces here in the country. And every one of them have their own entry requirements. It just shows how lazy the government in this country is and how they just really do not care in general about anything. They allow governors to make their own decisions, make their own rules. Phuket now are crying out for domestic Thai customers because the sandbox has been a complete and utter failure. They've lost the UK market. They've alienated their own citizens with the way they've behaved and treated people in relation to banning them from coming onto the island. And for what? 250 international travelers yesterday or the day before, 150 the day before that. It's all too much. And again, more and more regulations. This country is turning into an absolute nightmare to go anywhere. And remember that there's only a small amount of people in this country who have been fully vaccinated. So that's another issue. But getting back to all these kind of sandboxes and sealed routes, Phuket have shown that it doesn't work, that you won't get enough people to fill hotels and keep the restaurants and bars when they do open, open. They've shown it doesn't work. They've shown that the only people returning are mainly expats or people coming to work in the country, but they're not real tourists. There's a handful of tourists amongst it all. And that's the sad part is the government know this, but they're going to continue to open it up like this and think that it's going to draw in loads of tourists. It's not. In Kaulak, for example, there's been something like three bookings for the month of August and the month of September is pathetic. If there's 200 bookings for the entire month so far, they'd be doing very well. There's nothing. And then on top of that, Thai domestic tourists won't come to the place because they need to have a vaccination certificate and go get tested before they can come to the hotel. Just doesn't make sense. And this is what's going on here at the moment. And then we look abroad to, you know, Spain and other countries around Europe and the USA. And I'm watching vlogs from people in other countries and maybe actually a lot of vlogs from former Thai bloggers who now return to their home countries because they want to have a sense of normality again. And you see they're out. They have no masks on. They're enjoying their life. They're going out to restaurants. They're going out to bars. They're going to football matches. They're going to baseball games, whatever it may be, they're enjoying themselves. And Thailand is in is trying to open for tourism, but telling the tourists that we're going to test you multiple times and it's going to cost a mini fortune if there's a family doing it. Has to stop at some point. Now, as I said, they have said they have their three-step plan. Step one has already been done. So that's the Phuket Sandbox, the Kaulak, the Samui. That's it. And it looks like there's going to be no more. Come the end of September, it'll probably just be renewed for a few more months. The next plan will be to open the other like Pattaya, Hua Hin, Bangkok, these kind of places in a sealed route model as well. And then obviously in January 1, 2022, open more areas. But this is all seems to be under a sealed route, not allowing the customer, the tourist, the freedom to explore, but more like to have them feel like they're in a prison complex and giving them that feeling of being claustrophobic and you cannot do what you want to do. You have to check in with the hotel every time you go out. When you come back in, you got to scan your app when you go in and out. And all this, by the way, is huge work on hotels. And it's just simply not worth it for hotels with the amount of work that has to go into each customer 
in relation to the reporting and the back of house stuff as well. It's all nonsense, but they'll continue it. But there won't be much left, guys, and I'm being truthful with you. This could be the last high season for a lot, a lot of hotels in Thailand. And it could be spelled the end of tourism in this country for the next five to six years, if that happens. But the government know this. They've gone down this road now. They know what they need to do to get customers to come back, to get tourists to come back, and they're not willing to do it. We have to live with that consequence here thai people will have to live with it for a very long time and other winter destinations around the world will benefit from this that's for sure but i'd love to know what you think about it guys you're around the world you're in different parts of the globe tell me what it's like in your country can you go out for a meal do you have to wear a mask what about testing what about if you do get covid what are the uh, sops in relation to that home quarantine or they throw you into a field hospital like they do here and try to charge you a couple of hundred thousand baht I'd love to know. I'd love to hear again. Please do let me know in the comment section below. Now our next story. Curfew may be lifted soon, according to the Prime Minister. The night curfew in dark red zones may be shortened or lifted, depending on the COVID-19 situation, Prime Minister Prior Chanacha said yesterday. General Priot was responding to reporters as he arrived at Parliament for the second day of the no-confidence debate against him and five other cabinet ministers. He said the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration had eased some disease controls, effective from last Wednesday, and he hoped everyone would strictly comply with them. The restrictions could be further relaxed if the situation improved, he said. As for the 9pm to 4am curfew, which remained unchanged, General Priot said it could be shortened or lifted entirely, depending on the number of infections, fatalities and other indications of the seriousness of the situation. The Prime Minister said he knew the curfew had affected entertainment places. His advice was for associations of owners of pubs, bars and other night spots to discuss the matter with the CCSA and make suggestions for consideration. General Priot said he could not decide the matter without advice from health personnel. Asked about the purchase of the 8.5 million sets of antigen test kits, he said this was the responsibility of the Food and Drug Administration. Medicines and medical products approved by the FDA were certain to be of good quality and reasonably priced, he said. He said the government would distribute the 8.5 million ATKs for free in dark red provinces. The Prime Minister said he still had confidence in the health system, although it had been battered by the COVID-19 pandemic. It would not be fair if only the numbers of infections and fatalities were used to judge the efficiency of the system. The number of COVID patients who had recovered should also be taken into consideration, he said. Now, personally, I think this government enjoy having curfews in this country and being able to control people the way they do. I also think they're enjoying having all these bars, nightclubs, you know, closed down and no alcohol being served. I think it plays into their method of thinking. If you look over the last couple of years, there has always been this kind of war against alcohol advertising and kind of the moral aspects of Thailand from this government, though they haven't got much to stand on when it comes to morals. But that has been part of their platform for the last few years and the message they've tried to get to people. I personally think bars and clubs, alcohol will be one of the last things they allow to happen in this country. It's a great shame because, you know, people do like to enjoy themselves. And also what it's doing basically is leading to underground bars and clubs opening up and serving alcohol in an uncontrolled way, which is not a good thing either. 
Now, getting back to our good copper, Joe Ferrari. Police search rooms of senior cop subordinate in torture death case. Police investigating the fatal torture of a drug suspect searched a condominium room used by the sacked police station chief and a subordinate police flat on Thursday. The search was carried out by local police investigators from the Crime Suppression Division. They found an envelope containing an unidentified powder substance in Joe Ferrari's room at Crystal Park Condominium in downtown Wang District. The envelope and contents were seized for examination. The room was rented by the sacked former chief of Nakan Sawan's Wang Police district who used it when he wanted a shower. A source said that the team was also looking into claims that Joe Ferrari suffers from bipolar disorder. Another CSD police team searched a unit used by police senior sergeant Visud Bungchu in a block of police flats in Tambon Nong Kredon of Moang district. The team found an amount of illicit drugs. Joe Ferrari, 39, and police uh, major Visit, alias Dabo, are among the seven police suspects in the torture death of, dro- of a drug suspect. All face multiple charges, including the murder of the suspect. Jurapong Tanapat, 24, died when his head was covered with six plastic bags during interrogation at Muang Police Station in Nakan Sawan. Jirapong and his wife were arrested by the team led by Joe Ferrari on August 4th. An autopsy report by the hospital in Nakansawan confirmed he died of suffocation, not a drug overdose, as originally claimed by the interrogation team. It was reported that Joe Ferrari ordered his subordinates to ensure doctors recorded acute drug intoxication as the cause of Jirapong's death. Leaked footage of the torture from a surveillance camera was disseminated on social media, resulting in loud disbelief of the originally stated cause of death of the 24-year-old man and condemnation of the officer's actions. On Wednesday, the Criminal Court for Corruption and Misconduct Cases, Region 6, uh, approved a police request for the transfer of the suspect to a Bangkok prison because the case was being handled by CSD investigators in Bangkok. Correction Department Director General said on Thursday that the seven suspects would be detained at the Klong Prem Central Prison as the Bangkok Remand Prison had an outbreak of COVID-19. The date and time for their transfer would not be disclosed, he said, but it is expected next week. All seven will undergo COVID-19 screening and enter a 21-day quarantine process. They will be detained separately from other inmates, he said. So yes, they're going into a 21-day quarantine before they go into prison. Sure, just put them in their own cell. Isn't that going to be quarantine enough for the rest of their lives, maybe? I mean, this case is just... If it wasn't so serious, it would be funny. But when you look at it, it's just got corruption written all over it. The more you see this guy, the more disgusted you get with him. I mean, when you think about it, he's basically been flaunting all this wealth for many years in front of the faces of seniors and politicians... And no one ever thought to ask where all the money was coming from. Didn't care. I mean, it's just that bad. And as I've said before, this is cannot be the first time he's done something like this. And what they need to start doing is looking back at his cases in the past and seeing what's gone on there. And whether or not there has been similar accusations or similar outcomes to what happened to uh, the guy that was murdered. I mean, of course, the police here, God forbid they do that and do a bit of investigation work. You know, we know how lazy the coppers in this country are. I mean, if you look at the Red Bull case, I mean, what's that from 2012, 2013, still dragging on and as corrupt as they all were trying to get them off last year. I mean, the police force in this country needs to be disbanded and basically built up from the ground up again. It's not fit for purpose. I see today 
it appeared in the Royal Gazette, a new set of um, regulations for the police force. I mean, some of the stuff written on it. You must be honest and not corrupt. You must serve the people. I mean, what else would you be doing as a policeman? Of course, in Thailand, you actually have to have rules like this so they know what their job is. Of course, there's another thing. If you paid them a decent salary, they might not be as corrupt. I, I can't remember what it was, but in Singapore, they had a very similar problem with police corruption. And the prime minister at the time, he decided that the way to cure this was to increase every police officer's salary by 500% and give them excellent pensions when they finished, you know, and just particularly looked after them. It was known that if you were caught taking one dollar, you would be sacked straight away and you would lose your pension. These are the kind of rules that need to be brought into Thailand to sort out the mess that it's in. There are good policemen out there. There's no doubt about that. I've met some. I know some who would never take a bribe. But there's an awful lot who would. And there's an awful lot who are only in it to make money. And are only in it to have this sense of power that they have over people. But they're not in it to serve the community and to look after people. And that really needs to change within this police force. The bottom line is most Thai people don't trust the police in this country. So as a foreigner... It's even worse. It's just nuts when you think about it, what's gone on. And just the, sh- the sheer brazenness to think or to know that there was CCTV recording you and you couldn't give a shit. And that says it all to me. And now for the Phuket news. We had 206 COVID cases reported yesterday in Phuket. Two of those were from the Sandbox model. We had 295 international arrivals. Uh, There were no infected uh, people after their first RT-PCR test. They arrived on three flights, one Qatar Airways and two Singapore Airline flights. 160 people uh, underwent their second COVID test. There were no infected people. And 173 people underwent their third COVID test and they also were no infected people. Now, now that I'm looking at these figures, they actually don't have the infected people in their daily international arrivals information, which is just really odd. But I have found there is a lot of discrepancies in the numbers that are posted on a daily basis. As of July 1st, there has been 26,610 people arriving via the Sandbox model. For September, we have 104,500 room nights booked for this month, which represents 21% of occupancy of SHA plus hotels. As you, as, uh, as you may know, there's only about 450 hotels, so that's 20% of the available occupancy within those hotels. Now, in other Phuket news, Phuket Fishing Port readies to open. Staff from Rasada Municipality yesterday led a mass cleaning effort at Phuket Fishing Port on Kosiri Rasada ahead of its planned reopening tomorrow. Walk-in vaccinations for Thais only. Foreigners can now register for Pfizer. The walk-in vaccination announced by the Phuket Provincial Administration Organization last week are for Thais only, the chief of the PPAO Public Health Division has confirmed. And finally, special permission letter no longer needed for Phuket residents to re-enter the province. Phuket Vice Governor has confirmed that Phuket residents no longer need a special letter of permission in order to leave Phuket and then be allowed to return to the island. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. 
But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.